This episode of United We Stand is sponsored by Bet on Brazil. Visit betonbrazil.com for the very latest odds and offers. Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. My name is Andy Mitten and I'm in a taxi in Beijing. I'm trying to get to see Manchester United train. It's the day before the derby game against Manchester City. But the training session has been moved from the Bird's Nest Stadium, which staged the 2008 Olympic Games, to the adjacent Olympic Sports Centre. Uh, I tried to get a metro to the Olympic Sports Centre. The metro station was closed, so I came to the Bird's Nest Stadium. There's United fans knocking around. Lots of them have got tickets, and they didn't know that the training has been moved. Uh, some of the security guards, they don't have a clue what's going on. And the Olympic Sports Centre is three kilometres from here. So I've just jumped into a taxi with some other Manchester United fans who I just met in the street. They were wearing a red shirt. I started speaking to them. Uh, the first person was this gentleman. What's your name and where are you from? I'm from Mongolia and my name is Samara. And I assume you're in the meeting. Uh, this is the first Manchester United fan I've ever met from Mongolia, uh, from Ulaanbaatar, I believe, the capital. So I've, I've been fortunate to travel the world watching United, but I've never met a Mongolian United fan before. And this one speaks perfect English as well. Why Manchester United? Why am I supporting Manchester United? And uh, since 2006, I support Manchester United because of uh, Cristiano Ronaldo and Sarah Alex Ferguson. And uh, the nature, soul and philosophy of Manchester United is great. And uh, uh, my first game, uh, I guess, is Manchester United versus AS Roma in 2006, I guess. And they beat Roma 7-1. Uh, to one. I guess uh, that that was a fantastic game, and since that game, uh, I'm supporting from today for for today from for ten years, I guess. Okay. So where did you get to see that game? Are United games televised in Mongolia? Yes, I am. All of them? All of them for ten years. I'm watching a Manchester United game TV television Mongolian television. As I'm talking here, a van's just gone past with Pep Guardiola on the side saying welcome to China uh, that looks like it's been paid for by Manchester City's marketing team that's the sort of thing that they're doing it, the message is in English and it's also in Mandarin as well sorry it's not often I see an image of Manchester City's manager going through through China okay and uh, how many United fans are in Mongolia how many people live in Mongolia I guess in Mongolia has a uh, Three million people, three million people, and uh, uh, maybe as 40, 40, 40, fans, Manchester United fans lives lives in here, M Mongolia. Um, Manchester United is a huge fan, few, huge club in Mongolia, and there are huge fans in Mongolia from Manchester, uh, who supports Manchester, Manchester United. Where did you learn English? In Mongolia, and that's normal for young Mongolian people to speak English. Yes, I guess. Yeah? Yes. And how has Mongolia and Ulaanbaatar changed? In, because I've read some articles about it saying it's become a very modern place mm -hmm. from a very tra traditional place. Is that accurate? <laughs> yes. Uh, since 1990, Mongolian has, Mongolian, Mongolia has been developing so fast and so well 
And now, Mongolia, Ulaanbaatar is a modern city like Beijing and Shanghai and Washington. And um, there's a Mongolian people has Mongolian people's uh, people is developing so fast in these these days. And you can visit Beijing, and after you can, if you visit Beijing after. Ulaanbaatar and there is a few difference. There's a few differences. Uh, Mongolian developing is uh, effective, efficiently, well. And how are relations with uh, Chinese China between Mongolia and, and China? Good relations? Yes, Mongolia and China are are the neighbor countries. That's why uh, since the century ago, their relation is connected. Genghis Khan was history. Mongolian. Yes, Genghis Khan yes. is from Mongolia. And you're proud of that? Yes, he, yeah? yes, yes. He's, he's like exactly. a national... Every Mongolian person proud of Genghis Khan. Yes. You've got a Manchester United shirt on. Did you yes. buy did you buy that in Mongolia? Yes. Or, yeah. I, I I bought it it from Mongolia, I guess. I guess. I have a collection from a Manchester United t-shirts from 2006 t-shirts to uh, 2014 t-shirt. Have you ever seen United play before? In 2011, uh, Manchester United visited to Shanghai to play Shanghai Shenhua and I watched that match on the Shanghai National Stadium. It's almost four years ago. So this is your second game against yes. Manchester yes, City. It's my what what game. do you think of City? Sorry. What do you? What is your opinion of Manchester City? Manchester City. Oh, it's it's a, it's also a great club. It's also has a great players, but it's but Manchester United has not a great history. It's a big difference between Manchester United and Manchester City. As are there any City fans in Mongolia? Um, I guess I think uh, since 2011 and 2010, Manchester City fans has growing in Mongolian as no Mongolians is not so many. I guess not so many. Is it difficult for you to get to Manchester to watch a game apart from the distance and, 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 and the cost? Could you get a visa to go to England? No problem. Mm -hmm. Yes, but uh, it's 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 quite complicated yeah. to visit London and to visit Manchester to Manchester United game face to face. Uh, and for for me, watching on TVs, it's uh, normal. It's simple. Yes. And where do you watch games at home or with other Manchester United supporters in Ulaanbaatar? I think all of, um, ninety percent of all of the games I watched was um, my home. That's my home, my TV. Thank you for your time. We're still in the taxi here with, well, I've missed the press conference, the start of it. It starts in one minute. Um, I can see the Olympic Sports Centre in front where the team are going to be training in half an hour. One, one problem with Beijing, or maybe it's not a problem, is it's so big. So when you look at, uh, we were given a, a, a tourist map by the hotel and uh, I said, how far is Tiananmen Square? And said, it's very close, you can walk there, it's just around the corner. So how far to walk? Uh, maybe 50 minutes, one hour. And walking for five minutes when the temperature's so hot is unpleasant. So I don't know how people think you can walk for an hour. We're just here on the map, the Bird's Nest Stadium and the Olympic um, Centre. They're right next to each other, but in reality, it's like a six kilometre um, drive from A to B are right around the perimeter. The 
traffic's really heavy. Um, the changes in Beijing since I was last here in 2005 are pretty clear. I think there's four new metro lines open since then. Uh, it's still famous for uh, having having pollution, but you can see that China is there's money here. It's the second biggest economy in the world now. I stopped in Nanjing on the way up from uh, Shanghai. And Nanjing's a city of 8 million people. It's almost the size of London. And it's got a skyline which looks like Chicago. And I'd barely heard of it. You know, when, when I started jogging my memory a bit and reading about it, I thought, oh, yeah, OK, but I'd still barely heard of it. And the numbers are just incredible, but that's what you get in a country where there's a billion people. We're crossing over a, a, a major um, intersection here, as is a couple of Manchester United fans. They're trying to watch the game... Uh, the, the, the training session as well. It really isn't uh, a, a good temperature to be training in. And the US government issued a guideline saying when the temperature is 40 degrees, um, you should stay inside. <laughs> but if you go out in Beijing, wear a face mask. But <laughs> United players are training. So I'm going to see if we can get in. Um, I have no idea where my, uh, my pass is to try and get in the stadium. But hopefully we'll get in and, you know, if we don't, it's not the end of the world, but I've come right across the city to watch a training session and see a press conference, so. I'm in Beijing, supposed to be watching Manchester United play Manchester City, but the game has been uh, cancelled. The pitch was deemed unplayable, as far as I know, by, by both managers, by both clubs. They thought it was a risk to the players. And with um, Paddy Crerand, Paddy, you played on far worse pitches than that. It didn't matter in those days, did it? Does it matter now? Oh, I think it does matter because the chance... I would think the main reason why the manager didn't want to play today is because of the conditions and people getting injured all that sort of thing. But it's a long way to come not to see a game and you feel a great deal of sympathy towards all the people here in Beijing that United haven't played because you've been in this hotel. This hotel has been absolutely madness. You go anywhere, and there's about 100 people following you. You go out the door, you, you can't go out the blooming door, and that's for me, and I'm one of the older generation. What it's like for the present day players would be even more so, I'd imagine. But it's just fantastic to think that United have that type of support in this part of the world. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm not complaining in actual fact. The enthusiasm of the fans here is incredible. Incredible. As you say, some people have travelled from Manchester. Yes. That's a shame. And there's a couple of Egypts over there from London. Travelled a long way for a game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you see the pitch? No. You just no, saw all, them all, 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 all I saw was in, on the TV, but Dave Gardner, who obviously works with me at United, he's been down on the pitch and said it was awful. Really? Said it was awful. Really? But as I said, it's a shame when you think people have paid all that money for tickets. I know they'll get their money back, but just it's a shame. Describe the mood among the United players you've been speaking I don't, to no, with, I, I, with the manager. I, I, I've spoken to the manager a couple of times and I think the manager's terrific. Everybody knows I've that opinion about the manager anyway. You know he's a Rangers fan on the quiet. <laughs> Wind up merchant. But, Did you get on well with him? Yes. And I, I, and I look at the players and it's different. The players... I've been down watching the training, of, of course, with the players, and it seems different. There seems a great. I saw that in Shanghai. Yeah, yeah they, they, were, great they were having a laugh. Hilarity yeah. and all that sort of thing. 
not as serious as it was before. And I think when it's not as serious, people can enjoy themselves. You have a laugh and a giggle, and the manager does that as well. And um, and I also heard that he gave up his business class seat for one of the players. I thought that was incredible. Did you have a business class seat? No. What was your one? Just I'm economy. Not, I'm, I'm, I'm not a player. Yeah, but you're a gentleman of age. <laughs> you should have a reclining seat. I agree with you, probably, but I don't like the gentleman of age thing. But it is. It is That's that a way. very no. diplomatic no. way of saying you're over fifty. <laughs> well, a bit older than that. But the thing is, there's plenty of room in the plenty to lie down in anyway. How old are you now? 76, 70, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, what are you, 77. It's fantastic that you're coming to China age 77. Seriously, I'm not taking the oh, piss. Okay. You I, are I'd taking the mickey a little bit. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a little bit, I'm not. I'm I, not I would love to be travelling around the world at your age. Watching United. Like, of course. I know, but Andy. But with your energy as well. You know? 70, I'm, in the, I'm, in, I'm in the gym every day. I know day. you are, with Vinny. With Vinny, my fanatical why city do, friend. Why don't we talk about your mate Vinny on here? But, no, but, Better it, say it, the it, right it, things. I know, but the... Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have some proper comeback. In Italian. <laughs> I know. I know, but the thing Vinny, about Vinny, it, Vinny is a lovely man. He's a prominent uh, gentleman in, in Manchester and has been for many him. decades, and everybody knows him. And he supports City, but he likes United. He's got a season Ticket United as well. So he's of a generation who yeah, would can, watch both. Yeah, both teams and want is both teams. Is he still in Ancoats? Yes, he, he watches wants both teams to win, but not when they play each other. That's a different ball game together. He, won, he wants. But let City me tell to you win. something. Going back to '77, being '77, it's different today. I remember going back 20, 20 years ago, thirty years ago, well, more than thirty years ago. If you saw somebody at fifty. You thought, my God, they're older. You saw somebody at 60, dear me. And if you saw somebody at 70, oh, you're in the departure lounge. And you go to the gym every day? I go to the gym every day. Well, five days a week. Yeah. With Vinny, and the great thing about Vinny, Vinny's still got all the city regalia on when we walk down through the city. When I went to see City as part of um, researching your, your autobiography, uh, I went to see him in Ancoats, and yes. Vinny said, sit down there. There's your bacon butty. That's and, right, yeah. And there's your cup of tea. Yeah. And I hadn't asked for either. <laughs> but I made sure that I ate the bacon butty I, I know, and I drank but, the cup of I know, tea. But, 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 lovely, because it'd, be, it'd obviously be lunchtime when you'd do that, wouldn't you? And he goes, there's, there's, a, there's a place around the corner from the go down every day and order about maybe 10 or 12 yeah. bacon butties and cups of tea. Are you still enjoying your job and, and the oh, travel? I, I Does it, it travel not get too much? You enjoy oh, it? You get a bit bored more than anything if you're travelling to the likes of here 11 and a half hours, but... The thing, when you're on a plane that's dry, right. obviously when you're travelling with a team, the plane's dry. You can't have a beer? Can't have anything, no. That's out of order. Oh, it, really, you, I suppose. Well, you, I mean, I could say it is. You don't. You maybe can't, but all those wonderful Portuguese wines that the manager could oh, introduce. God almighty. From the Douro or the Port. Oh, from the Porto. Oh, or Jerez from the border with oh, Spain. I'm, I'm, sure, I don't know, I'm sure the manager likes... Wine. Yeah. I don't have no idea, but I'm sure he does. But I'm going to. If no. he can bring some back with him. You're, you're 77 now, so yeah. you are 10 years past the average life expectancy of the part of the part of Glasgow where you're from. No, let me tell you, the part of Glasgow yeah. I was from. You're lucky if you could buy 21. So basically, <laughs> Manchester United have saved your life Correct. By, by taking you out of that bit of Glasgow and bringing Correct. you to Manchester, Correct, yeah. where 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 you eat well, you Glasgow, sleep well. Yeah, I know, but Glasgow's a great city. Yeah, of course fact. it is. There's Do no you ever go back there? Not as much now because my family have all moved to Ireland. Yeah. We all live in Ireland now. Have you ever been to Ireland? Once or twice, why? <laughs> I've been there, I love Ireland, it's a fantastic place. Can you get me a passport? 
Yeah, Emney can no. get a bloody Irish passport. Now, now the Englanders have voted. Yeah, yeah, yeah Emney can get an Irish passport. You must have. Everybody in England my, was my, somewhere along the my, way. My great grandmother is from uh, the Northern <laughs> Northern Ireland or the North of Ireland. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to call it. But, but Metten would be an Irish name anyway, somewhere along the way. I think German, no. I never see the word Mitten in. I don't know. No, but but, but, I, but I you know, let me tell you the is. funny thing about names. I had a great friend of mine. In, in Glasgow called Tony Quinn, he's dead now, God bless him, he was a great Celtic fan. His family came to Glasgow from Ireland, their name was Quinn. When they got to, the, to, to Scotland and they pronounced their name Quinn, the way they said it, it sounded like Queen, so they wrote Queen down and not Quinn. So that, that would have happened probably in America and certain, certainly other countries that couldn't pronounce the name properly. You can't bloody pronounce Andy's name, you can't even pronounce my bloody name. Right. And I mean Paddy. Paddy? Oh, you've done well, you've got that right. Um, do you consider yourself Irish? I would be more pro-Irish than anything because I spent every summer when I was a kid in Ireland, yeah, but... spent every winter and every... Yeah, but you're Scottish. I was born in Scotland. If a pig's born on a buyer, it's not a cow, is it? I'm on, I'm on a weak ground here because I, <laughs> I have children who were, who were born in, in Barcelona and yeah. they've got mi- mixed identities as well. And and Barcelona is a wonderful city, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Spain's a great country to be born in as yeah, well. Yeah. No, Are you um, optimistic about United this season? I'm, I'm more than optimistic in actual fact. I've, I've said to everybody, I fancy them. With the new manager and the players he's brought in, I think they won the league. Mm. I think they won the league. Really? There's no... No danger of them not being in the Champions League next year, but I just think they'll win the league. Yeah, and and of the signings that have come in, Ibrahimovic. Yeah, well, the quality of you looked at Manchester United over the last couple of years, Andy, and the thing you're thinking, well, we need a big, strong centre half that can frighten people. We've now got one, and you're looking for somebody that can put the ball in the net regular. We've got one, Ibrahimovic. So I think things are looking up. I think they're looking great at the moment for Manchester United. Andy. The Armenian kid looks good, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Mitchatarian. How do you pronounce it? Mitchat- I've got that Mitchatarian. I'm Mitchatarian. impressed. I thought I you might. No, I make a mess of it. I'm just impressed by the way they've played and the way things are going at the present moment in time. It's just, you're not in Manchester now. Manchester's buzzing. Yeah, yeah, And I'm yeah. talking about certainly, well, both sets in actual fact, but, but Manchester United, the fans are buzzing. The expectancy... Is now we're going to win the league from all the yeah, fight. Yeah, Everybody yeah. you speak to now. We did a poll. So on, Josie, you've got a problem. We did a poll on United where he stands, which yes. got back to um, Mr. Woodward, and yeah. 55% of people think United will win the league this year. So there's a lot of expectation. I know. I that, know that the team uh, will win the league this year. I'm surprised there's so. only 55%. Well, I, I thought there wasn't one person voted. United to finish outside the top four. Mm. So there's a lot of optimism. Yeah. You knew Paul Pogba, didn't you? Yes. He lived near you, didn't he? Yeah. Why why you brought that up? Because I have no idea whether he's coming no, or not. Is not, that what no, you're I, to... not at all because I would like to think he was. I get asked every single day and yeah. I know as much as, as you do. I know yeah. that and the, the facts well, are out never, there publicly that, that you know United wants him and that, Well the thing probable. is Andy, I never ask questions at Old Trafford. People no. think I'm in the know for everything. I don't ask questions. You know why? I can have an opinion. Yeah. I can have an opinion. I'm not asking you about Pogba now. When you knew him. Oh, I went to his house. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm more interested yeah. in. Rather yeah, than... I, went, I went... 
That sounds dreadful, that, but he lived not very far from me. What, did that... you just knock round there and say hello to <laughs> no, him? Why did you no. go to his house? No, I knew him because I knew him because he'd played in the reserve team and I used to do all the games for United and you get to know the younger kids and you you get to know the players that you think's going to be yeah. the stars. But that don't mean you should go out of their house. What did you do? Just no, knock no, on? I didn't go round to his house in actual fact. I love you a second. I'm, I'm, I'm coming back to my reserve match one night and he's in the car beside me at the lights ah, and I knew he was turning right okay. to go to where he was going and I says I want to speak to you uh, so yeah. we got to his house and I got out and I spoke to him there and I spoke to him about I'd heard rumours about Juventus and all that sort of thing and I think he was moaning a little bit about not getting the money he thought he should have got as yeah. a player and all that sort of thing and I said to him well son you're going to be a great player you don't have to go chasing money you'll get money yeah. And, and I got the opinion then it was the agent that was forcing it through. I could be wrong, but that was the opinion I got. But, but obviously my words of wisdom didn't work. Let's see what happens. And thank you for your time again, and hopefully we'll see you this season. I bloody hope not. United We Stand is sponsored by BetOnBrazil.com. It's a new betting site for all sports punters with great odds, markets and offers. Listeners to this podcast can now get a free £10 when they deposit £10, just by using the promo code UNITED10. That's U-N-I-T-E-D and the number 1-0. Just visit betonbrazil.com and enter the promo code UNITED10 when you deposit your £10 and you get £10 free. Sign up now at betonbrazil.com. Betonbrazil.com is for over 18s only. Betting should only be fun, so please gamble responsibly. In place of watching Manchester United against Manchester City, and with one of the fans who's travelled over from Manchester, Peter Bolton, thanks for talking to us on United We Stand, Peter. What are your feelings about the game being postponed? I was a bit gutted, really. I mean, we've come 5,000 miles here and 5,000 miles back to get two games, and we only get one of them. So, uh, you know, and I didn't even know it was off, and we'd left the hotel because there's only Wi Fi in the hotel, and uh, got, you know, ready for the match. and shaped off there and then uh, it's only when we got down there people were saying it was off and I, nah, you know. so Chinese people were saying well, I think it was like Hong Kong people it was people who could speak English right. were telling us and, I, and I, I was looking and thinking are you sure you know and, and I, did, I did believe him because I knew it might be off but then I, I carried on going down to the fan zone just to double check I didn't want to sort of turn back and miss a game so I, um, I ended up finding out but you know third party but the Wi-Fi up here is a bit uh, naff isn't it the internet in China's well, most a lot of sites are blocked. A lot of the bigger sites are blocked. So yeah, information is, is is difficult. I'm sure you've been to other games in the past which have been postponed because you've been tra- you've been watching United for how long? A long time, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> 63 uh, season I started going 62, 63. Right. But yes, yeah, so I was just say, but one of my famous games that I uh, uh, got postponed was I think it was QPR. We went down to watch United at QPR, and the game got postponed. And so we went to watch Fulham versus Oldham. And when we got in there, they were going Fulham and Oldham. Yeah, 19, you know, and George Best was playing for Fulham. So I don't know what year it was, but we um, we went, I mean, it was just loads of us, probably Tony O'Neill's lot and all that. Lot. We were all in there singing United songs and everybody was just wondering what we were doing there. But the QPR game was off, so we went to Fulham. You're a well-known figure among United fans. I believe you even got recognised in China today. I've been recognised twice by Chinese people. A, a bloke came up to me and said, are you Peter Bolton? And then I said, yeah, and he said, oh, something. And that was just it. And then this girl came up and said, uh, are you Peter Bolton? So I said, yeah. I don't know. You know uh, I said, oh, can I take some pictures? I said, well, no, no. And, and then she was 
talking to this other person and we were trying to scram some stuff out of the fan part but the fan part was shut as well and she could obviously speak English and Chinese so she got a load of stuff out the out the fan part because she you know, could tell them we'd get some shirts and stuff out the out there and uh, and I said where are you from and she was local from Beijing I think and she's Knew so, me. So that's the power of social media. <laughs> that's the power of Twitter, yeah. And tell us about your flag. Well, my, well, my flag, I've been getting the signatures on my flag. I think I've got 170, but not on this trip. But uh, trying to get as many people, anybody that's played for United, from you know 14 seconds of Nick Colkin to 900 games for Van Giggs. And uh, I've got loads of people have signed there. I mean, some of them are starting to fade now. And, you know, and I've got some of the new boys and... Uh, Hopefully, I'll get. I was hoping to get some of the squad join this trip, but uh, we, we've missed them, and things have not gone right on this trip anyway. One of the things that hasn't gone right in the training sessions, the players didn't really come over to the fans, did they? We were very disappointed. We, we blagged our way into the training session last night, and it was at not the, the main stadium, but it was another stadium, which was a big stadium. You know, it, it would pass as a championship stadium. It didn't have much of a roof on it, but you know, I don't know how many thousands, but it had two. Ends. It was a thirty thousand tier. What's it? I've got to get two big ends, and then the, both long sides had two tiers, and the thousand-ish. I don't know how many United fans were all down at one end um, of the side. But when they came out and, and trained up, they, they, they trained on the far side of the pitch. And to me, they'd invited these thousand people, ticket only, invite only, and then trained far away from them. It's like you know, there was no reason to like they couldn't train on the near side of the pitch. And the other thing that sort of annoyed me a little bit is they were all waiting for United players to come over and clap them or, you know, that they could take pictures of them. We were, the front row of the stand was about 20 foot up. I mean, Andy was down there and he couldn't even reach it. You know, you couldn't, they couldn't have signed anything because we were far too high. But when they went off the pitch, they went off, the, you know, they, whichever way they went off, it was two sides of a square. And they went off the other way. Yeah, they could have come over they to could the have fans. They could have come over and... to the invited fans, not yeah. to me. But these Chinese people, one of them yeah. had a, a girl. I've seen the picture back in England and it said, I want to be Phil Jones's girlfriend. Yeah. And she was going hysterical every time Phil Jones got to the half way across the pitch. And, but he never came further than that. And she was, you know, she'd have killed for him, really, but he, he didn't even come out. And I just, I just thought it was a bit poor seeing as the whole tour was for the fans, you know, for the Chinese fans. I mean, I've paid a fortune to come out here because I like following United, but these will see United once every 10 years or whatever. You know, I'll see them again on Boonies Terrell. I'll see them at Gothenburg and be the next And you, you don't just watch the first team, do you? No, I, I go and watch uh, 21s, 18s. I mean, next year it'll be 23s, 21s and 18s in reserve. So I do... Um, How many games are you going to a season? And I, I, so normally between 100 and 120, depending on how many... Uh, things, but we do. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't bother me to go and watch the under 21s at Southampton or Swansea or you know Norwich last year. We did under 21s away at Norwich, and people think we're mad. But, uh, but uh, people will wonder how do you do it? How do you fit it around normal life? Well, going back, uh, I worked when I had a proper job. I worked nine till five, but I worked for my dad, so I took all my holidays as um, following United. But then when my dad decided to retire and sell up. I was working for somebody else and it didn't quite work so the first thing I had to do was try and get a job where you get a good boss, you know, and let me off so the only way I could do that was becoming self-employed so I learned to be a black cab driver and it took me a year to, to do it all, then I became a black cab driver and I could do as many hours as I wanted in the week and have as many times off so I could drive to the match in my cab 
watch the match, come out, get to my cab, and then put me for hire sign on and start taking the day trip as home or you know to Liverpool or wherever. I got one job once off the match, and I picked them up before the match, and they had these cases. They said, "How do we get to London after the match?" I said, "Well." Do you want to go in a taxi? And they said, yeah, well, it's fine with all. We negotiated a price. So they went off. I left the luggage How in the... How much is a taxi from Manchester to well, it was. T- I did it for 250 quid for them. Right. And uh, and they left the luggage in my taxi. They, I watched the game. They watched the game. And I said, well, just come back to the taxi. We'll get no rush back. And we tootled off to London for them. I did it a bit cheaper than probably yeah, somebody was there. But not that dear, that. It's, you... No, it's not that dear, but it suited me, you know. And I said to my wife, I'll be a bit later home. She said, yeah, I've got the dinner ready for you when you come home. And I said, oh, I'm just doing a London and back. And so I did that. And then that I did taxiing for sort of 30 years. I was a, a black cab driver. And, you know, I could work 50, 60, 70 hours a week if I wanted and still get every game. I might get up at four in the morning and work till six at night, eight at night if I wanted, well, on a non-match day. And then... You know, people, the busiest time for taxi drivers was Christmas and every, all the taxi drivers thought, you're mad having two weeks off to go to Japan to watch a couple of football matches for United to win the World Club Cup two weeks before Christmas, come back on Christmas Eve. You know, all the build-up for Christmas trade is the two weeks before Christmas. But I, it, it didn't matter. What mattered to me was being in Japan. So I missed all the Christmas And trade. you said for 30 years, are you still doing it now? I still get every... I don't know, every time my wife's had a stroke, so okay. I'm officially a, a carer now. I'm not really broadcast that, but I don't mind. My wife's poorly at home, so uh, yeah. I've had to get a... We've got a carer to come in, and it's a friend who's yeah. staying for two weeks while I've come here, said I want to go on the tour. Right. And she hasn't complained. She's probably not happy about it, but she's, uh, she's at home and somebody's coming to look after her, so... Uh, and over the years, you must have an understanding wife to travel. Yeah, she's she's never um, never once bothered. I mean, we got married in close season, which was you know in June, <laughs> so I wouldn't miss a match. And um, I'm laughing, I, but I, I, I got I, married in June. As yeah, well. so yeah, we, I've never once. She's never complained to me. I don't know if she complains to her family or her friends that always going to another match. But when I said, "Oh, I, I want to go to China," and the first thing she said, "Well, you go. We'll sort something out." So. We'll sort something out. I've got no d- dependable kids that are going to leave me money to, so spend it on United, spend it on my wife in between times, and don't let the taxman have it. At the end of the day, I'm not going to take it with me, am I? So, you know, people say, How do you afford it? I said, Well, I've worked hard, spend it all now. I'm, I don't want to die with, and leave a thousand or a million or yeah. 500 quid to the taxman. Yeah, yeah. Spend it on United, spend it what I want to do. So, yeah. I'm happy with that. And you go away to Norwich to watch the, the under-21s. You're not going by yourself, are you? There, there are other uh, Yeah, we, we normally um, used to hire a bus, and it, a 14-seater bus. And so for the first team games, which we did every one, we had 14. And a different 14, because it, it all depends on who's got tickets, but I always filled it. And then for the under-21s, there was always, you know, between 10 and 14 going to it. Now, most of the under-21s were the... We always called us ourselves the sad reds, but they were all the retired ones because they were all on midweek games and and that. But we, it was still enough to come. Sometimes I was turning people away. So it's people who've got time. Yeah, the time. So like one of my nothing. friend's parents um, watch Yorkshire Cricket Club an awful lot because they're retired because yeah. they've got time. Because they've got time, yeah. It's the one yeah. thing that you know yeah. it doesn't cost a lot. No. It costs like three quid to get yeah. in or something. Well, I mean, but, if I'm doing a minibus to Norwich. Yeah, we yeah. say it's twenty quid. And free to get in, mm. and we might stop. Not that dear, is it's, it? It's, it's, for a day out, yeah. you know, it's t- twenty-five quid, and you, you know, you've done it for a first-team match. You know, last year it was, you know, you've got your twenty odd quid to London, and then you've got your sixty odd pounds to get into Arsenal, which 
great news that it's only going to be thirty pound yeah. this year. But prices are coming know, down, aren't they? That's right. right. But you know, you, you didn't yeah, buy a program and all that. You didn't get changed. That's for hundred quid last year. And then if if you drank as well, you know, and people would be coming on the bus with a whole crate for themselves or whatever. You know, we didn't bother about drinking and things like that. So it was a day a day out. But um, you know. For me, I, I enjoy driving. I drove for a living for all my life, so I didn't mind driving the bus right, because I'm not a drinker. So um, I didn't mind driving, whether whether I'm driving, you know, I've driven to Barcelona before now. And, and How long does that take, Manchester Barcelona? A long Barcelona. time. We did a minibus to the north coast. On the, yeah. north, the north coast of Spain. <laughs> We've yeah. done all sorts. We'll drive anywhere, you know. I've driven yeah. to uh, pre-season matches in um, when we had a tie-up with Royal Antwerp. We drove yeah. there for a pre-season game to see... Whoever was playing Dong, I think, played that game, and you know, you get all sorts of weird What's and the wonderful. you've driven? Um, probably probably Spain, I think. Yeah. I've driven to Spain, yeah, it's about as far as I've driven. But furthest I've been, Australia, I've been, when I, when I did Australia in South Africa, and we did those consecutive years. And yeah. I, I even said to the air hostess when, on the first one, I said, Do they announce when we're going over the equator? And she said, Why? So I thought, Okay, you know, that's a stupid thing because they're going over the equator every day, but I've never yeah. been south of the equator. And, right. and I just thought that was a big thing. I mean, my biggest miss that I ever regret was the um, 1999 thing in Brazil. Uh, yeah. 2000, this, January 2000, yeah, 2000, 2000, yeah. 2000 You didn't go. I didn't go to that one. A, I didn't have the money to go. But yeah. I, always, I always regret it that I've never been to South America to watch United. Yeah. That's my big thing. But and you know, my biggest regret. And it, it was a long time of the year. I'd only just started taxiing. Um, that I couldn't really have the time, and it was you know the Christmas time, and and uh, United weren't even taking it seriously anyway. You know, it was like still it, brilliant though. Real it, was, it, a great it was probably brilliant, yeah. and, you know, and. And, uh, football and that, wasn't no I was going to say we didn't do very well there but I've done the other World Club Cup ones but uh, now, now I'm retired and I've got the time and yeah. while I've got the money when I've run out of money I'll stop going but while I've got the money if we if we play you know a, a mid-season friendly anywhere in the world I, I will be there because you know health being the yeah. thing I will go and uh, you know I've come all this way for one game and we didn't even try in that game did we so it's been an expensive 10 days or 12 days when I get home that we've uh, we've come over here for, for a game but we're still happy aren't we nobody's we're all having a nice drink here and nobody's worried aside from Brazil is there another game that you've missed and really regretted maybe because you couldn't get to it the, the game that again I'll blame United for this one but I booked to go to America and I did the whole tour and paid for it and everything and it was all booked and then they suddenly said oh we're going to we're going to go Lisbon. to Mexico no we're oh, going to Mexico oh, Guadalajara did Guadalajara Hernandez, yeah. right and yeah. there's only people like uh, yeah. Webby went to yeah, that that's one right, yeah. and, but they must have had somebody yeah. either with, that could organise flight you know to cancel the flight just to get to Guadalajara so how, and do get you, back. how do you feel when there's a game going on and you're not there and you know oh it's awful it's do awful. you have like yeah. massive withdrawal symptoms yeah, well I'm getting up you know, for that one I'm getting up at a rather long time but I'm really annoyed that I should be I, should, yeah. I always feel I should be there but it's, it's, it's one of those <laughs> things you know I mean people people do think I'm mad I mean when you know neighbours are saying to me oh you're not going to China are you you know and I, yeah, yeah. Well, it, but it's China I said well, yeah you know, it, it, where are you going for your holidays? They said, oh, having two weeks in Benidorm. I said, OK, well, I'm spending as much as you are, but I'm going to China. We're going to see the Great Wall. We're going to see, you know, the Terracotta Army, which I wouldn't see. I wouldn't choose to come to there, but on my bucket list type thing, I've, 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 tomorrow I've said I've seen the Great Wall, and, and uh, that's what football does for you. You know, you, when we do Europe, um, normally I try and do, you know, three or four days. You know, next year when it's Europa League, I'm really looking forward to 
some different places when it's Champions League, which I'd rather be in the Champions League, don't get me wrong. But it was Milan, I've yeah, been I ten agree. times, and Barcelona seven times. Now we're going to get to Kazakhstan and these Yugoslavian ex places, you know, that, that have not been you know, countries that have not, you, you know, years ago you would never heard of, and uh, and that you know. I know, kind of to, you know, all these countries there, so I think we'll get some good places to go, and I'll, I'll be certainly doing Tuesday to Friday type thing, and then uh, back for the game on Saturday or Sunday. Finally, how do you think United will do this season? Uh, yeah, I'd, um, I think it'll be very difficult to win the league. I'd love to see us win the league. I think um, the big thing with Mourinho, he's got United fans thinking big, and he's got other fans hating us again which is something the United fans have always liked all the fans hating us and I think we'll be pushing for the league whether we win it or not I just think there's too many changes to have to happen from the three years of dross we've, we've watched you know I mean as I was saying I've been every game for the last three years I've been every game for the last 23 years but the last three years has been awful you know you're coming out of Everton with David Moyes after we've lost two or three or whatever it was thinking what am I doing in that and I'm really looking forward to it this year you know I'd be surprised if we win the league, but I'd, you know I think we'll be pushing for it all the all the way. If these new players all bed in, you know, don't know how we're going to get them all in the team. And you know, Rooney, the captain, is how is he going to get a place in there? You know, the way he's been playing. But hopefully, you know, if he ups his gear, if he's in every week and in every week due to his ability and not as a captain, I'd be, I'd be great. You know, I mean, I want the best eleven that's there, and only the manager can tell us who's going to be the best eleven, isn't it? You know. Thanks for your time, Pete. Pleasure. Nice to meet you. See you soon. So that's it for this podcast. The next podcast will be coming to you from Gothenburg, Sweden. Manchester United play Galatasaray there on Saturday. So listen out for that one. And we're also starting work on the first United we stand of the season. So if you're one of those people who subscribes over the summer and orders your mag for the next season, you might want to think about doing that now. Cheers and until next time, goodbye.